Ephesians chapter 5 this morning in verse 8. The scripture here says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Ephesians 5.8 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. And this is going to be our text for this morning. Ye were sometimes darkness. Have you ever tried to find your way in the dark? I can remember being a teenager and we had a youth uh, get together out at Denver Smith's house. This was back in the early days. And we went there with Denver and uh, it was, I think, around the fall because it was one of these October hayride kind of times of the year. And they we played a couple different games, but then... I, know, I remember Wade being out there. It might have been you dressed up like Nazis. It was Wade. All right. Wade dressed up like a Nazi. And I think most of you know Wade. He's about 6, 13. And uh, <laughs> tall guy. And they led us out in the woods. We had to navigate our way through these woods. And they were trying to scare us along the way. And finally, Wade was the interrogator at the end. That was acting like a Nazi. And kind of the idea was, I think you guys were trying to simul- simulate simulate persecution from early believers and what would have been like to have the germans come and find you and ask you know if you were a christian in that it freaked some of us out when you got wade yelling at you and you're like 15 years old (laughs) um but how many of you you've had to navigate your way in the darkness and it's always fun when you navigate your way in the darkness you know you wake up in the middle of the night and you're trying to find the restroom and all of a sudden stub your foot, you stub your toe, you know, you, and you know where everything is, you know, you could do that blindfolded during the day, but because you're a little disoriented, it's dark at night, you're trying to feel around, and bam, you stub your toe. Spiritually, we were all born in darkness. Look with me, hold your place here in Ephesians, we will be back, but we're going to notice some things about the darkness that we used to be in. In John chapter 1, we find the walk of darkness. John chapter 1, we find that there's a walk of darkness. How do those in darkness walk? In John chapter 1, verse 3, or we got to start in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now we know from later on in this passage that the Word is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Word of God. Verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So how did this world get created? Jesus Christ. All things were made by Him. The Bible says for Him. By Him all things consist, says in Hebrews. Verse 4, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I listened to, um, some of you may have seen the documentary by Ben Stein called Expelled. And he just simply wants to find out uh, more about teaching, not just creationism, but even just... Uh, asking the question of, is it possible in the origin of man that there was an intelligent designer? That's, you know, he's basically trying to find that out. And why evolutionists want to shut down the debate. And they do want to shut down the debate. They don't even want those questions asked. That, and what's interesting to me, at the very end of the documentary, he comes to Richard Dawkins, 
which, you know, if you know Stephen Hawking and Richard Dawkins, those are two um, very prominent men within uh, evolutionary circles and these men that reject the idea of God and reject the idea of religion and look at it as it's imprisoning people and they need to be freed from that. And Ben asked Richard Dawkins at the end of the documentary, he said, what are the chances that there is no God? Richard said, no, I'd say about 99%. And he said, well, why do you say 99? Why not like 93 or 51 or 87? Why not one of those? And he said, well, he said, you can't really measure it. He just, it's highly unlikely that there is a God. And what struck me is here you have a man, this leading prominent guy within that circle, just so dogmatic in his writing about that there's no God. But when really asked, when it boils down to percentages, he doesn't even say 100% chance, no. You know why? He has seen the light of creation. There is something in there that says, well, I, I can't be 100% sure. Our text in Ephesians says, you were sometimes darkness. And then John says in John chapter 1, in his, that, that by through Christ all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And I, I had read that before, like, in Christ was eternal life, but it doesn't say eternal life. It says, in Him was life. Jesus Christ, He says um, in uh, John 5.26, he says, for as the father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the son to have life in himself. Jesus Christ is the creator. He has life in himself. And this life is the light of men. So men, we see in Romans chapter one, that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Their foolish heart was darkened. Look at Psalm 14 with me. Psalm 14. How was this? How did this foolishness come about? How did this darkening of their heart come about? Psalm 14, verse 1. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. So when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, but became vain in their imaginations. And they said, they looked around and they said, no God. There is no God and their foolish hearts were darkened. You see, when man rejects God, it only leads to darkness. And in some of that interview, he identified some of the evolutionary and the Darwinian thought and philosophy and how much that impacted Adolf Hitler. Man, that led to a world of greatness, didn't it? Over 6 million exterminated, handicapped people, people that were infirmed, executed because their quality of life just wasn't where it needed to be. When man rejects God, you mark it down, it only leads to darkness. It says their foolish heart was darkened. Their foolish heart was darkened. So there is 
uh, within our text, we see that this darkness, there is a walk in darkness. Look at verse number five. And the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. When man rejects God, he, he doesn't, he can't comprehend God and he cannot, he will not receive more light from God until he responds to the light of creation that God has given him. In John uh, 1 verse 11, he says, or verse 10, he says, he was in the world. And the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. In the walk of darkness, there is no comprehension. It only leads to wickedness and darkness. In the way of darkness, there is only, not even, not only uh, no comprehension, but there is no reception of the light. There's no reception of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the one that when he came, he walked by the sea, and the sea didn't reject him. He walked by the trees that he had made, and they didn't reject him. He heard the birds in the morning and they didn't reject him, but his own people that he had created, they rejected him. They rejected him because they walked in darkness. Look with me back in our text here in Ephesians chapter 8. What else about this this walk of darkness? What else about this darkness that we were in? He said, for ye were sometimes darkness. In verse 11, he says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So not only is there a walk in darkness that leads to no comprehension, no understanding, it leads to darkness and and wickedness and sin, but we see here that the works of darkness are unfruitful. Unfruitful. You know, another way to think of unfruitful is not profitable. Imagine you go out and you plant an apple tree. How many of you have an apple tree in your yard? You out there, and I don't know, like, anybody have any idea how long it takes before it starts bearing fruit? Does, does an apple tree, if you plant it, like, if you go down to the store and buy one and plant it, does it yield for that first year? Does it take a couple of years? Two or three. Okay, so you got, all right, somebody help me out here. Amen. All right, we got one of you awake. So you got two or three years, and, and this thing begins to uh, develop fruit, and now that tree is profitable for apples and applesauce. I came home this week and my wife said, your dad brought apples by. And when my dad brings apples by, you know, they're back in the truck up. Beep, 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 unload. All the apples come out. My parents have a lot of apples. (laughs) And you know what's cool about apples? And a whole lot of apples? A lot of applesauce. Amen, all right? Now imagine you go out and you plant this tree and five, ten years go by and this tree doesn't bear fruit. Apple trees, for the most part, are not the best things for shade. When I mow pastor's yard, he's got these crab apple trees, which I think are completely of Satan. He, these crab apple trees, especially for a guy that's like 6'3", you know, you're, I'm trying to drive on the mower and I can tell when we're getting more into the summer because it starts out in the spring, you know, I'm on the riding Dixon mower and I'm going under these and I'm going, you know, under the crab tree, uh, under the crab tree all branches. But about midsummer, it's like, Oh, <laughs> I got these headphones on, you know, and it rips some of my headphones off. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm about to just go down and cut those things for him. But uh, <laughs> crab apple trees are pretty much what I, I'd call unprofitable. They're unfruitful. And if you had an apple tree, if you planted a tree and it stopped, it never bore fruit, that tree would not be profitable to you. Well, God says here that these works of darkness, the deeds that they do, they are unprofitable. Now, I think about unprofitable in two ways. First of all, the Bible says that our righteousnesses, the good stuff that I do, like when I help 
ladies across the street and helping them get their groceries in the bag, you know, and they're up in years. When I do all the good stuff that I do. The Bible says our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. They're not profitable. God says that for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. My works, the good stuff that I think that I do before God, he says, not profitable. It's not profitable in that it cannot save me. No one can get to heaven through their good works. Doesn't matter what church you belong to. Doesn't matter if you've been baptized. I've been baptized. I belong to a church, but that does not get me to heaven. The only thing that gets us to heaven is the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ by placing our faith and trust in Him and the fact that He died, was buried, and rose again the third day. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So in that sense, my good works are unfruitful, but you know what? The sin that we do, like the bad stuff, that's unfruitful too. He says here in verse number 11, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. And now, not only are these works unfruitful, but they're just wicked. And we know that we live in a culture that, and and sometimes, um, you know, I'll say to my wife, you know, as you're driving down the street, you never know what's going on in somebody's house. You just never know what's going on. Um, I remember working at the the school for a while, and one of the, uh, the I was a teacher's aide for one of the physical education ladies, and she said to me, you know, in dealing with these teenagers, as you talk to them and deal with them, you never really know what they went through that day to get there. You don't, you know, and a lot of these kids, I didn't know their their family backgrounds. I didn't know if you know they they just come from a home where mom, you know, dad was beating mom, or or maybe their parents were going bankrupt, or or any list of things. And the Bible says here that. That these works of darkness, they need to be reproved. And that some of the stuff, it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done to them in secret. Now, we live in an age when I got to tell you, there's more and more coming out where it's not really that secret. Because I got my little phone here and I can just send somebody this. Or you can... This is amazing to me. And my grandfather would just be flipping in his grave right now that you on television, they will put commercials where women are in their underwear. Guys are just in their underwear. I did, did, I don't even know if he did. Did he have a TV in his house? Like later on in life? I don't know that he ever did. Yeah. He, he'd watch like, he wouldn't even watch football really. I mean, he, we, we'd watch, well, he wouldn't watch football on Sundays. My grandfather was a Baptist preacher. Amen. I'd talk to him about that one, see if I can convince him otherwise. But, but there's some stuff that you can see, and it's just out there where, where, listen, how many of you grandparents would say, there's some stuff that I see going to the grocery store that back in my day, it was a shame, and that was done in secret. My parents can say, and some of you parents in here can say, if they'd have done that when I was a kid, that was a shame, and it was done in secret. These works of darkness... There's a walk to it. And it's an atmosphere, it's a culture that is without God. And it leads to darkness and sin and teenagers in your life. That stuff will lead to destruction. In adults in your life, it will lead to destruction when you and I walk as this world walks in darkness. Let me give you Proverbs here. 
He says, Proverbs 2.13, Who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Proverbs 4.19, The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. There are people that are in sin, that they don't even understand why their life is a wreck. But we could take the word of God and say, hey, this is what God says right here. That'll, that'll take care of that problem. Uh, okay, this is also not right. Well, let, look at what God's word says. They don't even know why their life's a wreck. They don't know why their kids are uh, you know, out of control or doing this or that. They don't know because they walk in darkness and they know not at what they stumble. And let me tell you, not only you adults, but teenagers, you say, well, my friends, man, I know they're walking in darkness. First of all, you know what? You need to be a godly testimony to them. But there were some friends in high school that I, I just needed to not walk with them anymore. There were some of them that, that I knew that the path that they were going down, uh, I'll be a Christian and I'll come to church and I'll invite them to church. But outside of this building, I'm not having the fellowship with those unfruitful works of darkness. It will only lead to destruction. So look at this. Oh, John, uh, John chapter 3. John chapter 3. These works of darkness. You know, we're exposed to stuff that used to be a shame. It used to be done in secret. John chapter 3 verse 19. Says, and this is the condemnation. Now, the two key words, condemnation and damnation. Condemnation means sentence is passed. Damnation means the execution of that sentence. God says here, and this is the condemnation. So the sentence has been passed. That light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. You know why these, these great minds, Richard Dawkins, you know why these, these guys want to reject God and they don't want to say that 100%, they don't want to say that there is a God? Because if there's a God, there's someone who they are accountable to. There is someone that they are going to answer to for what they believe, for what they've done. And the Bible says men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Now, I must hasten. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For, and this is so cool, man. We've been talking about work, darkness, right? For ye, well, what's that next word? Oh, can somebody say amen? For ye were darkness. You know what? All of our past, you say, man, the worst thing I ever did was like punch my brother and took a squirt gun. You know what? You're a sinner. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. We all come from a dark past. We all come from a wicked past. But ye were sometimes darkness. But now ye are light in the Lord. A change took place. How? Through faith. And notice this, there's no process in here. It's not like as you started going to church. No, it was you were darkness. Now are you light? When did that happen? The moment you trusted Christ as your savior, the Holy Spirit of God came into your life. The light of Christ is now shining in and through you. There was a change. This was not a process. It was at the moment of your salvation at a point in time when you confessed to God that you were a sinner in need of a savior and trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at uh, John 12 here. If we're in Ephesians, look at John 12. Hold your place in Ephesians. We'll be right back there. John chapter 12 and verse 35. The Lord Jesus Christ, here in this book of John, this idea of Him being the light of the world is a very recurring theme. And He says in John 12 verse 35, 
He says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. Whoa, wrong verse. That's chapter 12. All right, uh, that's chapter 13. Chapter 12, verse 35. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest the darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. Remember, they know not what they stumble. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be children of the light. Well, you know what? I just believe we're all children of God. Well, I believe that you are wrong. You are not a child of God. There's God's family, Satan's family. We are born in darkness into Satan's family, the God of this world. The only way we get taken out of Satan's family into God's family is through the Spirit of God when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may be children of the light. So if he says, believe that you might be, it's indication that they weren't. So believe in the light while you have the light so you can be children of the light. Psalm 36, 9 says, For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. So first of all, I'm a child of the light. I've been born again. I am a son of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a son of God. I've been adopted into his family. You say, man, the family I got, they're messed up. All right, first of all, welcome to the world. Secondly, you have a new father. You say, my father wasn't, my father did this and did that and my mom. And you have a heavenly father that loves you more than, more than the most perfect dad. You know, like Ty Blackford, man, this guy's a good dad. God, the father, will love you in a perfect, infinite way. More than any earthly father ever could. So get over it, all right? God loves you. You're in his family. Walk as children of the light. And then secondly, I'm a child of the day. Uh, look with me. We're here in Ephesians. I just read you this verse in 1 Thessalonians, but we've got to look at it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We looked at the darkness, and there's a walk to darkness. There are deeds of darkness, and they're wicked, and they're sinful. But that was in our past before we got saved. Now that we're saved, we're children of the light. We, are ha- we have a new family. We have a new relationship with God. And we get to miss out on hell. And not only are we children of the light, but we are children of the day. And uh, Paul here gives us a little more commentary on, on uh, the significance of that. First Thessalonians 5.4 But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So what is the significance of being a child of the day? Well, verse 4. You are not in darkness that that day should overtake you. See, if I was in the darkness, in the day that he's talking about there, the day of Christ. If I was in darkness, that day would overtake me as a thief. And there are many people that are lost on their way to a Christless hell that, first of all, have heard the gospel and have rejected it. And when Christ comes back, the Bible says God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. They'll be wrapped up in this world system for a seven-year tribulation and ultimately stand before the great white throne judgment of God. And the Bible says that the books will be opened and whoever's name was not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life was cast in the lake of fire. But you're not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. When Jesus comes, we, oh man, you should have, tonight, if I can get the video to work, I'm going to show you the ride that we rode. It was called Eruption. We went to this uh, amusement park 
in Oklahoma. We did listen to preaching, but we had a good time, right? But we went to this amusement park, and there's a thing called eruption. How many of you have ridden the drop zone or the power towers, mainly the power towers at Cedar Point that shoot you up? Well, we, it's a ride like that, but it had three poles and cables. And you sat in this little pod, and you went, and you like launched like literally it had to if the power towers i think are 275 feet this had to be every bit of 200 feet in the air and i I was looking back at the guys and it broke right before we were getting ready to get on like they had to call maintenance down and i was nervous as it was man i am a total coaster guy but this thing you should have seen the poles wobbling when it launched the thing into the air and i'm like guys and michael's the only one that didn't write it but uh (laughs) (laughs) he's like i wanted to um but it broke right before maintenance guy comes down fixes it i'm thinking well at least i'm saved man if i go out and i I told the guys i said wouldn't that be cool if the rapture just happened i said we beat everybody you know if it went (laughs) we'd be like and if we would have beat all of you it'd been awesome but here's the thing paul says listen you're not in the darkness that day should not overtake you as a thief but you know what there are christians that they're saved but they go I just want to walk in this little bit of darkness. And, and then it becomes a little bit more and a little bit more. And, or they just say, you know, they just won't surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. You know, they're, they're trusting in Christ to go to heaven, but they're not serving the Lord. And walking in darkness, that day is going to overtake them. And all of a sudden, they're going to stand before Jesus Christ and give an account for what they have done in their life for Him. And that day is going to overtake them as a thief. Not that they're going to lose their salvation, not that they're going to go to hell. Bible said, Jesus said, I give unto my sheep, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. If somebody gets saved, if they ask the Lord Jesus Christ, save them by faith, believe in their hearts, that God raised them from the dead, and then they go to hell. Jesus Christ lied. Jesus Christ isn't a liar. They shall never perish. But listen, we shouldn't live in a way that we could be overtaken as a thief. So we need to walk as children of the light. Now, how do we do that? Look at Ephesians chapter five. Uh, you say, man, how do I, how do I walk, not walk in darkness? How do I walk in, the, in this world, in this sick world where that stuff that used to be secret, the stuff that used to be shameful? And listen, it's still shameful. You know, there, there are things, there are a way that women dress, you know, going to these amusement parks, there are a way that they dress. Again, it's just shameful. How do we live for God in this world? Well, how do we walk as children of light? Verse uh, Ephesians 5, 8. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. How do I do that? I don't know. Verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. You say, well, if I take a stand for God at my job right there, I'm going to have to say something against one of the policies because the policy is in darkness. I'm going to have to say one of those something against that policy or something, and I'm going to have to voice that. You're going to have to make manifest the deeds of darkness through the light that is in you. He says, the Spirit, how do we walk as children of the light? You have to be filled with the Spirit of God. Because in Him, as, as you walk in the Spirit, there will be righteousness and truth. And how many of you know, how many of you have ever been somewhere, and maybe somebody used God's name in vain, and they're just going off and you say, hey, that's my Savior. And you say something to them, and you're reproving the deeds of darkness. Maybe, uh, maybe your kid comes out and says, hey, Dad, what about this one? You go, nope, turn around, get a different one on. And they go, and you just reprove 
to use a dark. Hey, hey, Dad, can I wear this shirt? You know, it's got like, I don't know, some Megadeth band on it or something. Hey, change your shirt. You're reproving that darkness. And you'll tell a lot about it, where a person is by the way they respond to that reproof. Because remember, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. But he that doeth truth, the Bible says we didn't read it, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. Teenagers, when, you're, when your parents correct you, how do you respond to that? Do you come to the light that your deeds may be manifest? We need to walk as children of the light, first of all, through the Holy Spirit. If you see the fruits of the Spirit there, he says it's in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Do right. How are you going to do right in this world? By the Spirit of God. That's by the Spirit of God. Any other way, we're going to fail. You know what? We're not talented enough. We're not gifted enough. We're not bold enough. You know, whatever our excuse is, we're, you're right, we're not. But he is. So then not only are the fruits of the Spirit in all goodness, righteousness, and truth... Verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. So I have to walk in the Spirit, but you know what? I have to walk in the Word. Psalm 119, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Prove all things. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. How in the world am I going to know in this world? When you turn on you know, every channel and you get a philosophy from this world, and you say, how am I going to know if God would want me to do that or this? Or somebody at work is telling me they're giving me this kind of advice in and, and my finances or with my kids or, or whatever. How am I going to know what... This book right here. This book right here. Proving what is acceptable to the Lord. We have to find out what's acceptable to the Lord by walking in His Word. The result... What's the result of that? So we have, our again, our text. For ye were sometimes darkness. Man... Aren't you glad that through the blood of Jesus Christ, whatever is in our past is washed away? The Bible says, ye were sometimes darkness. And and there may be somebody here today, they're thinking, man, but you don't know what I've done. Listen, for the Christian, there is no black X in your past. You say, but but this, this one thing, you know, no, that one thing is under the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Ye were darkness. Now are ye light. You say, yeah, but I've been stumbling. Just man stumbleth seven times, riseth up again. You know what? Yeah, I've stumbled too. Stumbled in darkness. But he says, walk as children of light. What's the result of that? John twelve forty six. he says, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. And then Proverbs 4.18, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The, the closer we get to the return of Christ, the further this world is literally, they're going to a Christless hell. And the, so the more that you and I live for the Lord, this book hasn't changed. God's standard hasn't changed. So you and I will shine more and more unto the perfect day. You say, but if I do that, I'll really stick out. Yeah, praise God, because that as you and I walk in the light, the deeds of this world will be reproved and our light will shine more and more into the perfect day. So are we walking in the spirit and are we walking in the word? That's how we can walk in the light. Let me ask you this. Are you a child of the light? 
Listen, if you're in here and you have never, there's never been a time, point in time in your life, when you've realized that you're a sinner and that your sin was bad enough to take you to hell, but you believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose, for you, rose from the dead, and you believed just by faith and asked Him to be your Savior, if there's never been that point, you are a child of darkness, the Bible says. You can be a child of the light today, simply by faith and asking Him to save you. Are you a child of light? We can walk in the light. How? Man, let the Spirit of God lead us and guide us and fill us as we interact with our families, with our co-workers through the day. And then in a, in a world that is so far gone from God's Word, we can prove what is acceptable to Him by reading this, knowing what it says, and lighting our lives up with this book. Lord, thank You for...